0: It's Curious City, where we take your questions about Chicago and the region and investigate, report, explore, from WBEZ. I'm Dan Weissman, and our question comes from Joel. He has asked us not to use his last name. Joel works in local government, and his question had to do with the city's payroll. Joel's boss worried this question could make political higher-ups uncomfortable. But Joel says he's just a nerd, curious guy. When the city published its payroll data, he thought it would be fun to look and see what was in it.
1: I was just scrolling through, and I saw a blacksmith. (laughs) I thought, did my eyes deceive me, (laughs) you know?
0: With a couple of mouse clicks, he found the city employs about 20 blacksmiths. As it happened, Joel had just seen a blacksmith shop a few days before at a historical reenactment site near Indianapolis.
1: I got to see them make knives and nails and hooks. (laughs) And so I had had an image fresh in my mind
0: of uh, what a blacksmith does. Yeah, pulling glowing hot metal from a furnace and pounding it into new shapes. But what could blacksmiths possibly be doing for the city? That was Joel's question for us. And one of our first thoughts, horseshoes for the mounted police unit? That made 20 full-time blacksmiths sound like overkill or, you know, an easy political target. But no, the police department has a guy under contract to do the horseshoes. Comes in a day or two a week. I'll let one of the city's full-time blacksmiths describe the actual job. Here's Luke Gavell.
1: We are like the plastic surgeons of the city of Chicago. <laughs> the only difference is we haven't gone to a medical school.
0: And their patients are the city's trucks. Garbage trucks, ambulances, fire trucks. But, like people, these patients don't take off-the-shelf parts you can order from
1: Amazon. Every truck is almost uh, custom. city has them customly built for their specs. So then when, when they get smashed, when they get damaged, you can't just go online, like you said, Amazon... You have to build it, and then you have to install it.
0: I'm at Luke's work. It's a city plant at 52nd and Western with two giant repair bays for trucks. Luke has picked a small job to demonstrate what he does, welding a step back onto a garbage truck, the one at the back, the kind of worker rides on. These steps can get
1: pretty banged up. This one's not that bad. It's just a little loose. Um, So we're just going to weld it back together and be good.
0: Be as good as new. He grinds off some paint and grime, and then go. The weld itself takes less than a minute.
1: Oh yeah, it's good to go. You can hang on it. <laughs>
0: Grease on the bottom of that newly welded step its on fire.
1: If it's a little warm to touch. You can probably fry egg on it, but we let it cool off and then throw some paint on it and that's it. Luke and I look into the back of another truck. He shows me the bigger parts
0: he fixes and makes from scratch. It's basically everything.
1: Uh, these flippers, they break all the time. We have to weld new ones in. Uh, on the blade itself, you see this is all welded. These bottoms, they wear out a lot. I mean, it's a ton of work. ton of work. These are big, basic parts. But if you couldn't repair them, you'd have to junk the whole vehicle. Ah, uh, yeah. We, uh, at the end, we do save city a lot of money. In the winter, the city
0: adds salt spreaders and snow plows to the fleet, what Luke's boss calls wear items. And then, 20 full-time blacksmiths isn't enough. The overtime numbers are insane. In previous jobs, Luke Gabel did not think of himself as a blacksmith. In fact,
1: he stumbled into this job because
0: he found the job title just as incongruous,
1: just as curious as Joel did. One day I was just scrolling through the city's uh, website and I saw a blacksmith, you know? I was like, what? Blacksmith? Luke clicked just to find
0: out what it was. As it happened, it described the work he was already doing in a private shop, using plasma cutters, settling torches, welding tools. Actually, the job description also mentions heating metal in a forge, that's a blacksmith's furnace, but the city hasn't owned a forge for years. Actually, we had one downtown when when I first started, but uh, we never used it, and it was obsolete. That's Luke's colleague, Chuck Miggins, a city blacksmith since 1999. I asked him, did they even ever turn that forge on? They may have turned it on for some heat. I mean... (laughs) I did talk with someone who worked that forge, who connected the blacksmiths I met with Joel's image of a man pounding on glowing hot metal. Richard Posniak retired from the city's blacksmith shop in 1993. We always had somebody working on the fire that worked on the forge to do things like straighten bumpers, make chains, special hooks. I was one of the last ones that was working on the fire. Working on the fire, working the forge, is exactly what Richard Posniak wanted to do when he signed on with the city in 1950. But he had to wait his turn. By that time, they only had one real blacksmith that worked on the fire. Just one. Out of what he remembers as 30 or 40 people employed as city blacksmiths. The rest, including Richard Pozniak in his first 10 years, were already doing basically the same work that Luke Gavel and Chuck Miggins do today. Cutting pieces with gas torches, joining them with welds. When his turn on the fire came, he took it and kept it till he retired. Then, within six years, maybe sooner, that forge was idle. So, Why does the city of Chicago still use the title blacksmith? I asked Leo Burns. He's the managing deputy commissioner for the city's Human Resources Department. That's a good question, but um, it is an official title. It's in our bargaining agreement. We have an agreement with the International Brotherhood of Boilermakers. Yeah, so bureaucratic inertia. Changing it hasn't come up. Could be a hassle. Meanwhile, Burns says it's not causing the kind of problem that would get his attention. I don't remember anyone saying that we need a new title because we're not attracting candidates. So we'll see what happens next time they need someone. Right now, as I'm finishing this story, there's no openings. The number of full-time blacksmiths in the U.S. peaked about 100 years ago. The census counted 236,000. In 1950, when Richard Posniak signed on with the city, the Bureau of Labor Statistics found that fewer than one in five of those jobs remained. By the time Richard Posniak retired in 1993, there were so few blacksmiths, the Bureau had stopped counting. After Richard Posniak left the city, he kept working on his own in a shop in his basement, making decorative items and blacksmithing tools. Till now. At age 85, he's closing up shop. I can no longer uh, even walk down and get down into the basement to get around. So uh, it's, it's an inevitability I had to accept. Among the tools that Richard Posniak made are tongs of his own design, which artisan blacksmiths and hobbyists around the country now make and use. They're known as Paz Tongs. Reporting this week came from me, Dan Weissman. You can find pictures on our website of Luke Gabel in his awesome welding helmet and a pair of Paz Tongs. That's wbez.org slash Curious City. Oh, and by the way, We first reported this story in 2015, now at 87. Richard Posniak is alive and well, not smithing, but still interested in design. Support for Curious City comes from the Doris and Howard Conant Fund for Journalism. Chicago a city of secrets hidden in plain sight. There's always that mysterious group, them or they, whoever they are, you know. So next time on Curious City, we bring you our favorite Chicago mysteries, like... How do shoes get on power lines? What's at the bottom of the Chicago River? Did a shark really attack young George Lawson in Lake Michigan in
1: 1955?
0: An hour we call... Mystery City. That's next time on WBEZ's Curious City.